0: The Star Sport podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years.
1: Close
2: your eyes and pull
3: And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99.
0: Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham County, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever.
2: Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. This week we are speaking to O'Donovan Ross's Laura O'Mahony following Skib's brilliant Munster Junior Championship win at the weekend. And we also have Newstestown's Luke Mead on to chat about completing the senior A-double. Following their win over West Cork rivals Donnie's in the football last Saturday evening. I'm your host, Dylan Mangan, and I'm joined today by Star Sport editor, Kieran McCarthy. The Star Sport podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, Kieran, we'll get to those two great interviews in a little while, but we want to start off just by giving. A quick plug to a charity match that's happening this weekend. It's a battle of West versus East in Clough Duff on Sunday.
0: Yeah, Cloughdough Sunday three p.m. It's the West Cork Ladies Football Team against East Cork. So this is um, it's a charity match with all the proceeds going to Marymount Hospice. So it's for a really, really good cause, and it's um, it's also also a chance to see some uh, really good footballers in action too, Dylan. And um, the West Cork team there, they're likely to have Melissa Duggan, a former all-star with the with the Cork footballers, one of the stalwarts of the Cork team at the moment. Emma Spillane from Bantry, Blues is set to line out. So you have really talented players from, from West Cork. And like I said, it's for Marymount Hospice. It's for a really, really good cause. So there's no entry fee at the gates Um on sunday but there will be donation buckets located all around the GA grounds and the, the organizers are hoping that the public will will dig deep and support this great cause so this um this idea only came to, came to supposed to to be born or to the um or started just last month at the West Cork LGFA awards night um John McCarthy the West Cork chairperson he invited John McCarthy as the county board representative down to the down to the Celtic Ross Hotel which hosted the West Cork LGFA Awards mm-hmm. and they got talking and the idea of the charity match between the two divisions West versus East um, came up and it kind of this has happened really really quickly so it's just I, I just think it's worth it's worth, worth mentioning that if anyone's around on Sunday to head over to Tickle Dove like I said you're going to see a good football game between West Cork and East Cork but more importantly we're going to raise some funds for a a really good um, um for for um, Marymount Hospice, which um, like anyone in Cork will know that it's the the work that they do with Marymount is is um is much needed. So anything that any, we can all do to help, I think, is important.
2: Yeah, the work Marymount do is brilliant, and like Kieran said, there there's no entry fee. There'll be donation buckets around the ground, and I think throw in there is at three pm. So so aim for them maybe a little bit earlier. And hopefully we'll get a good crowd out there. Um. Now, Kieran, in this week's Southern Star, we obviously have a lot of of GA, and it's great for for us that there is so much GA, so much football still going on this late in the year. And one team, obviously, we've been covering a lot this year, have been Castlehaven. They dug deep in a war of attrition at the weekend to advance to the Munster Club semi-final, beating Clare champions Cratloe after extra time, by one twelve to 11 points, a goal there from Robbie Minahan in the first half of extra time is a big difference. But considering, I guess, it wasn't the prettiest performance, but they got the result and, and considering the huge effort that went into winning the county t- title this week was probably all about the result, wasn't it?
0: I think so. I think um, obviously winning the county title for kessler and that was the the goal at the, at the start of the season. And Obviously, there were, there were celebrations after that, and and, and so there should be. So um, to knock it down again and, and head into the Munster series, it can be quite tricky, especially that first hurdle. You know, it wouldn't be a huge shock to follow that first hurdle coming off the back of um of a, of a big uh, county win. You only have to look, I suppose, at a, at a more local level. The Barry Road Junior Footballers, when they won the, the Caribbean Junior A for the first time, great celebrations. Then the week after, they're out in the county series, and they lost to Wagner a game that... Most would have expected them to win, so you can, you can, you can get caught for want of a better word. But the but Haven found a way to win last Sunday in Parky Queeve Supposed to to mention first, this game was meant to be in Castle Haven, and uh, the, the club are really looking forward to hosting the game down there. But what happened on Friday? The, um, the, the Munster Council decided to switch the game to Parky Queeve for two reasons. The weather for West Cork and Saturday evening into Sunday morning, the forecast wasn't great. And then it was the kind of the condition of the, the pitch in Haven as well. So it's such a shame, such a shame for yeah. Castle Haven. Because that would have been some spectacle down there. It would have been some occasion for the club. Um, to, you, would have, you would have packed the ground. Everyone would have come to locally to watch Haven in a home Munster Club Championship game. As it was, it was moved to Parkey Creeve and Haven still got the job done, and that's what matters here. They're advancing now to the Munster semi-final, which is Sunday week. They're going to have to travel to Waterford to take on the Waterford champions, Rat And um, So that's going to be another tricky tie. But Haven will benefit from getting through a game like this. Like you said, Dylan, it, it went to extra time. Haven were forced to dig deep, but it's a, it's a good sign that they got over the line. And in Thursday, Southern Star, Brian Hurley talks about how the young ones are stepping up, and how they're kind of easing the pressure on the more established, the more experienced players. And you can see that in the likes Robbie Minahan coming on there and getting a crucial goal. So um, job done and the Castlehaven train moves on.
2: Yeah, job done. And you mentioned there that the game was originally meant to be on in Haven, of course. And I saw a lot of people saying that when it was moved to Parky Creek, that that could have been a bit of a leveler. So again, the facts that they got through after extra time is great. And, I saw um, Castlehaven sharing there's a bus going down, a fan bus going down to Dungarvan um, as well. So anyone who wants a seat on that should get on to Eddie or Tina in Lill's before um, Sunday week, I guess. And so we'll get a packed bus going down to Dungarvan and hopefully they get a good result down there as well. Uh, another team who won at the weekend, Kieran, and we're speaking to a member of that team, Laura O'Mahony, in just a moment. But that was O'Donovan, Rasa, the history-making skib ladies captured the club's first provincial LGF A crown with a victory over Kerry Champs, Clown McCon, Moy Vane. They beat them by 12 points to 1-7 in Mallow. And Kieran. it was an exciting game. But I guess, can you sum up just how big
0: a moment this is for them? Huge, absolutely huge for the O'Donovan Rasa ladies football team and it's, it's very apt that they've won a Munster title, and it's falling on the year that the club celebrated the 30th anniversary of the Min's All Ireland senior win back in 1993. So the the Skibb Ladies team, it's only or the Skibb Ladies club, it's only on the go. I'd say 13, 13 or 14 years, if, if that at this stage, and this is their first time venturing into the Munster Championship. So. To win the county Junior A title this year, that was, that was the main target because Gibb had lost the final back in 2022. So they regrouped and they won all their six games in the championship to, to, um, to get to, to where they wanted to be, which was Cork Junior A football champions and promotion up to intermediate for 2024. But by winning the county, it opened the door into Munster. And what's what's rare is wonderful and what's new is exciting. And it's definitely been that for Donovan Massa. They've had a couple of away games in the quarterfinal. And the semi final, and it all led to to Melo last Saturday when they took on Cloud Mack and my van of, of Kerry in the, in the Munster final. And I was talking to James O'Dunham, the skip manager, for a preview last week, and he was making the point that the two teams that skip beat in the quarter and semi were, I suppose, a Camogie first club, whereas they're, they're on, last weekend they were taking on a football team, and a Kerry football team at that, in Clown Mack in my van, so it was always going to be a test for O'Donovan Rossa, but the, 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 to their credit, they passed it, and they passed it with room to improve, and we'll hear from Laura Mahnick quite soon, and she'll she'll make that point, so it's quite a good place for Skip to be right now. Munster champions didn't play as well as they could last weekend, but got the job done, and what this one has done now, it's opened the door up to the All-Ireland series, and a and a final that's coming up in Glasgow the weekend after next. So these are exciting times for the O'Donovan Russell ladies and a huge, huge win for, for this team. They're now county champions, they're now Munster champions, and that's a brilliant season so far, but they're not finished yet, Dylan.
2: Yeah, and just before we go to, to Laura, I think it's the really exciting thing. Obviously, it was a, a brilliant win at the weekend, but in this Thursday, Southern Star manager James O'Donovan points out that it's a good sign of a team that can win a monster final while playing below their best. And now they can go into that all-around in series, I think with a big pep in their step as well.
0: 100%, because they know there's room for improvement. Uh, I think it was 14 or 15 wides they kicked the last day. So straight away, they're like, that's that's one area where for Skib looked look to improve for the trip to Glasgow on the weekend after next. So they, they know they can play better. But this is a team that's, that's improving all the time. And, it's, it's like so okay, Laura Mighty I'm going to talk to her now. Laura is their Cork star. She's been in the Cork senior football team for the last number of years. But you've you have young players like young Ava O'Donovan, who was top scorer again um last weekend. She got six points three from from play. you Christine Fitzgerald, the goalkeeper, who was a, a hero as well. She made a huge save in the 51st minute with only two points between the teams. So what we're what we're seeing is um is different players stepping up all, all over all over the field. And Worth pointing out to Dylan that Skib got a goal that wasn't. And Kane O'Connell in I think it was the 44th minute scored a goal for Odonovan Rasa. but for some reason it wasn't it wasn't it didn't get the green flag. Um it actually came back off the back extension of the goal and came back into play. But between the referee and the umpires and the I don't know what could I say, the the lines people as well, the goal wasn't given. But we have proof. In Thursday, Southern Star, it's a categorical proof that it actually was a goal. Our photographer there, Martin Walsh, got a picture of the ball hitting the back extension. So anyone reading the Star on Thursday, just go to the back page and look at Kid O'Connell's uh, goal that never was. And it's just a good thing, Dylan, that this wasn't a talker point at the end of the game. If mm-hmm. Skipper ended up losing this game by a, by a point or two and have had a legitimate goal ruled out, it wouldn't... Be... I don't know, like, can we get VAR over the G.A.? Is it too late this season? Um, well, I suppose given the trouble that has across England, maybe not, but uh, but that's well worth checking out. It's a great picture by by Martin Walsh. But the big the big takeaway is that O'Donovan Ross uh, march on, and like I said, they're going to Glasgow the weekend after next. They're playing Glasgow Gales in the All-Ireland quarterfinal, so they're going to fly out on the Friday. The game is a Saturday morning. I think it's a half-eleven thrown which is quite early, and they're going to fly back that evening and if and if it's a big if, if Skip can get through that, it's a home All Ireland semi-final. And what an occasion that would be in Skippery. Absolutely. And
2: um as well, just like one point there on VAR. I want to say let's keep it away from the GA. Never <laughs> we'll never bring it into, into GA, please. It's it's painful enough as it is with uh it in the, the soccer. Um but enough of that. We didn't ask Laura about that, but we can hear from her now about her thoughts on their brilliant win at the weekend
0: Laura we had a Q&A in last week's Southern Star when we asked you to pick your your highlights so far and you and you plumped for Skibs County Junior A football final win so I'm going to ask you do you want to revise it now after winning the Munster title last weekend
3: yeah definitely Kieran. honestly I haven't felt a feeling like that in a long time um, it was incredible I think winning with your club makes it just that bit more special as well with the girls that you've started playing football with and it was touch and go for a while but when that final whistle went we were honestly all just so buzzing
0: How much have you enjoyed this season with Skip?
3: I think it's been one of the best seasons I've ever had with them to be honest like I've won uh, minor E uh, West Corks with them and even like Junior B Junior C but I think like we haven't won the league we hadn't won the West Cork Championship this year but I think It's not even about the winning, it's the way our team has bonded this year. I feel like we're a lot closer and that makes it all the more special when we're playing together then and then it's a bonus then obviously winning.
0: Obviously we're going to chat about the Munster final win the weekend but almost take me back 12 months ago, lost the county final to Naverborne and did you use that almost as a, you know, kind of use that that hurt after that, that that disappointment to almost fuel what you've done this year because you got so close to the prize you wanted, came up just short but then you've seen what, what, what you've done this year, which has been incredible.
3: Yeah, I think last year, even in the dressing room afterwards, we all weren't happy with the final result. Like, don't get me wrong, Navabon were the much better side on the day and it was their day on the day. But I think for what we wanted to achieve last year, we wanted to get out of junior A. So I think it was a negotiable thing to, this year that we had to go out and win it. And I think the fact that we did and we did is the way we did it, I think we're very happy with where we're going.
0: And then obviously to win the, the County Junior A title was a huge moment. So when you won that, you know you knew that you had the prize that you wanted, like that was the goal at the start of the season, but there was the added bonus thing of going into the Munster series. So how did you approach that then, Laura? Was it thinking, OK, this is bonus territory, we'll just see how far we go? Or are you thinking it's a group? No, we we'll would really give this a really good shot and see how far, how far we really can go.
3: Yeah I think it's a bit of both like you never want to look past one game at a time and like I said the goal was always winning the Junior A county especially after last year but don't get me wrong it's always in the back of our minds like where could it go where could we go and I think winning the Munster was just I think winning the county was something we felt we needed to achieve and winning the Munster was something that we wanted to achieve like it wasn't our main goal at the start of the year but honestly winning it meant so much.
0: And you are history makers too. You're the first Russell ladies team ever to play in Munster. And you've had a couple of really good away days, and it all led to to mellow last Saturday against Clown Mech in my van at, at Kerry's side. So talk with you about what it was like to build up to the week, to build up to the to the Munster final.
3: Yeah, I think we took it like any other week. Do you know, um we do training on Wednesdays when the matches are on the Saturdays, because we have girls up in Cork traveling down, and I think we just took it like any normal week. We train on the Wednesday night and took it handy enough. Just went through the basics. I think James really wants us to try not to be as nervous. It's just another game. I know there was a there was a massive um, build up behind it around the club and in the town and things, and we're so grateful to all the businesses and everyone that's gotten behind us with all the flags in support. But I think behind all that, we kind of had to put that aside on the day and just block out the outside and just say it's another game. And I think that's what we did. I think there was definitely nerves there at the beginning. Don't get me wrong. And they did continue throughout the game, but we got over the line and that's the main thing.
0: What are your main memories from the game itself? Because it was quite tight. You were on top at the start, but then the Kerry team got back. They were leading by a point at half time. So that set up a kind of a, a tight second half then. So looking back on the game, what stands out to you?
3: I think probably... Just so all our wides nearly we got 15 wides on the day and usually if you get 15 wides you don't come out the better of the two so I think what stands out to me was the fight and the spirit that our team had like from one to 30 no one gave up on the day no matter when things weren't going our way we were or we got a goal and it was it wasn't given uh we got 15 wides like I said um but like things went wrong for both sides on the day so I think it was just. The fight and the determination that we had. We won it through our heart and things, not by scoring loads of points on the day.
0: And loads of heroes all over the field. I know Ava Donovan's been hitting the headlines for her point scoring, but I want to talk about Christine Fitzgerald for a second. Ten minutes to go, I think it was um one seven to nine points, data chance and she made a brilliant point blank save. Like you need big players to step up into big moments and that's what Christine did.
3: Oh, fair play to her. Yeah, she's been savage for us all year. And I think she's really grown confidence in her goalkeeping. And it's showing in her playing. She's playing super Her kickouts. I don't think we lost many of them, Um, if we lost any at all of our own. So I think that's one thing that we've been improving on. Um, And Christine herself and I like you said, if they had got that goal, I think it would have been a lot different, you know, the atmosphere would have turned but Seeing someone make a lockdown like that, it drives everyone on. And we, I think, we went up and we kept trying and kept trying, even though we were getting our whites. And eventually, we got there.
0: And you mentioned Kieran Connell's goal that never was, and it was a goal. We actually have a picture in Thursday's Southern Star which shows that it hundred percent was a goal. When a decision like yeah. that was against you on on the field, how, how important is it just to put it to the back of your mind and, and just just keep playing the game?
3: Definitely, like because the linesman brought the ref back or whatever. And I think he still decided, look, we'll play on now. But I think the, all of us, the girls just wanted to say, we can't lose on this basis. Do you know, we can't, that we can't lose and everyone be talking about, oh, but we got a goal. We should have won. Do you know, that's not what our mentality was. We needed to win by more so that we did win it, regardless if that goal was countered or not. And I think that's what drove us on. Seeing that it wasn't allowed, I think, it brought us a lot closer and we all drove on together and that's how we got over the line, I think.
0: And you Even the crowd behind us as well. i well. oh, sorry, Laura, you mentioned the 15 wides as well. That tells me straight away that you know that there's room for, for improvement for the next game.
3: Definitely, yeah. Look, we are always looking for something to improve on every game. Even if you feel like you've had one of your best games all season, there's still going to be something that you have to improve on for the next day. I think, you have to take the positive from it as well. And like we were making the chances and creating the chances and we had a lot of possession. So we have to look at that. But I think we just need to settle down in front of all the things, myself included.
0: And when that final whistle went in Melo, and there was a huge skip support there, what was that moment like? Obviously to celebrate with the team, but even to have family and friends and all those supporters there as well.
3: Honestly, it was surreal. Like It just means so much to all the club, like even our family, our friends there's people there that have witnessed when 30 years ago when the seniors won their All-Ireland as well so I think it even meant a lot to them too so it's just lovely that we're all behind each other that kind of way and we'll keep pushing on now for that reason.
0: And the adventure is not over yet you're going to head off on the plane there the weekend after next away to Glasgow Gales in Glasgow um, if we thought kind of venture two months there was a bit of a novelty we you all get on the plane to go across to Glasgow but how much you looking forward to this to kind of take this even further again?
3: Yeah, honestly, it'll be amazing. Like I think it only happens every so often that Munster get to go across and play. Um, and now that we're playing Glasgow, it'll be very good. I think getting on a plane and everything, there'll be huge excitement. But just like James always says, we need to get the job done when we're over there and we can think about the memory of it after as well.
0: But even for the team itself, Laura, like you'll obviously have a night or two away together over in Glasgow. Like this should bring you even
3: closer together again. Exactly, yeah, we're going over on the Friday and we're staying the night and then we're home again the Saturday. So having that night together, even just the traveling together, it gives us that time to have downtime together and talk and ask, how, how's your week been or whatever, you know, that kind of way. It's nice that we get the time together and we'll have the day before talking about non-football things and then the next day we'll we'll have the football business on.
0: And when you consider the first game of the, the Cork Junior A, campaign way back when in the summer and where you are now and how much it's taken for you to get to this point into the All-Ireland series like I know it's, it's a no-brainer of a question but like it's it's a couple of games away now like is, is that the goal now try and win this All-Ireland
3: yeah like I said earlier we're trying to really take it one game at a time and that's been the focus for the whole year no matter if it was the group stages in the county or if it was the semi-final of the Munster I think we always want to just get over one game at a time and we're focusing on ourselves a lot as well. But obviously, I I have no doubt that it's in the back of everyone's mind. It's definitely in the back of mind that there is a chance that it could be done. So that drives us on as well, I think, when in our individual games. I, we want to get there.
0: And finally, what's what's the plan this week? When did, you, when did you get back in training? What was that like to get back together again after the celebrations and, and get back out in the football field again?
3: Yeah, we're, we're back training now tomorrow evening, uh, Wednesday night. So we'll regroup, refocus. Obviously, I'd say we'll have to get uh, a bit into shape now again, but that, that won't be long coming around. All
0: right. Enjoy, enjoy these moments now. Where they don't come around too often. So congrats on your success and best of luck in the weeks ahead.
3: Thanks very much, Kieran.
0: The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years.
2: Now, welcome back to the Star Sport podcast. And Kieran, last weekend or or last Saturday evening, you were at Parkee Queeve to witness Nusseltown winning against Donny's, but 13 points to eight in the Senior A football final, completing the double after they beat Blarney in the Senior A Hurling replay a couple of weeks ago as well. And I guess, is it possible to sum up how big an achievement this is for them?
0: Plus, remarkable. It really is. What a what a club, are. What, a, what a bunch of players to go and win two County Senior A titles in the one season and the two finals in the space of two weeks. Um, they're now Senior A Hurling and football champions in Cork. And, it's just a remarkable success story. They've played 13 championship games this season and to to come out the top in both codes. It's just a, a testament to that to that group of players, to the management teams who've organized this, to all the supporting staff who've um who've laid the platform for the players to go and do what they do and just for, for the for the club in general. So um huge, huge feat for the club. And I suppose the the big reward out there is is next season they're going to play at premier senior level in both footballing and, and hurling. And that will be a test for Newstone and it's probably a, a conversation for for uh, for a different day because right now it's about celebrating success, and it's about this this group of Newstone players basking in the glory of what they've achieved over the last couple of weeks. And I think that's that's really important that they do celebrate the success because um, I think it was Ty Taitumi was saying it to me after it could have been David Buckley is in. You kind of to win one county title in a season is brilliant. To win two county titles is a stuff of dreams and. Like a town had to wait eight years to get back into county final since they were there in in twenty fifteen. So um, so this is what to celebrate. And by all accounts, Dylan, they have been celebrating in Newstone, and and like I said, well they should.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And Holly O'Sullivan makes a a good point um, that we didn't really speak about in the build up to the game. Um, in this week's start, he he writes about the the victory, but just he just kind of reminds us that in twenty twenty two. They won Newcestown won one game in the Senior A hurling championship, and they were relegated at the hands of Errolg in the Premier Senior football as well. So, like to to kind of have those two difficult um campaigns in both codes, and then to come back in both codes and win both um Senior A titles is um incredible, and especially for for as we said before, like a rural club that um. It is a small enough club, but what they achieve, like they're, they're overachieving the whole time as well.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's just, it's a remarkable achievement and it, it's, a, like and I, I know i repeat myself, but it's a testament to these players, but it also shows what, that that winning can breed success. Like they had momentum behind them coming into this final. They had that winning feeling. Like I said, did they play 13 championship games between both codes this year? This was their 13 championship game on Saturday night. So, they were on, on a roll, you know. Um, I was looking at the at the, the fixtures. Um, have had played one game in nine weeks since their their final group game in the in the championship. I think that was against Island Rovers, they got a bye straight to the semi-final. They beat an degree there and were really impressive. But since then they had to wait five weeks for the county final. In the same time, since Newcastle played their final uh, football group game. They played six chapter games between football and hurling, so it just shows that that okay, it was tough on the new stone players because they were going almost week in, week out, hurling football, swapping back and forth, and and that is that is testing. But they had that win, winning momentum, as well as that, they had self belief in themselves, but they also had match fitness, they were they were they were at it, you know. And you, you'd have to say that Donnie's were, were caught when it came to that on Saturday night. And this is, this is the kind of the galling t- thing for Donnie's. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault that the senior final w- was um, was pushed back. That was a decision made because of the, the what was happening in the hurling with the drawn final and so on. So Donnie's were having to wait and wait and wait. And to go five weeks without a competitive championship game and go straight into county final, it's a tough ask. They, they started really, really well. They went five yeah. points to one up inside the first quarter. And I was in the press box thinking, okay, Jesus, they've made light. They're not as rusty as I thought they would be. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It was Newcastle who were looking lethargic and and a bit leggy. But the more the game went on, the more towns match fitness told. And you could see in in the second half that they were just they had the match fitness while while Donies didn't, and that was that was very telling as well. So it's just unfortunate for Donnie's that um just the way that the, the GA calendar almost. Worked against them in the in the last couple of weeks, but that shouldn't take away from what was a, a really good newtown performance. And like I, I write about it in this Thursday's Southern Star, it was a David Buckley final as well, didn't doing nine points. Can't do much better than that, can you?
2: No, it's incredible. Like uh, he's uh, twenty-two years old as well, so he's he's still young and he's he's a lot of uh, time ahead of him. But to score nine points like more than the Darnies uh, could manage is is incredible and. I guess just a word on, on Donnie's there as well, because we did say beforehand that they might kind of, I, I mentioned in the podcast last week that they'd be like a greyhound kind of waiting for the trap. um And they did, they did like you say, come out the traps really well. But do you think it was mainly the um Newstestown's match fitness that, that was the winning of the game? Or sometimes a player like David Buckley just comes along and you can't do anything about it?
0: I think there are a couple of reasons. I Like I said earlier, I think Newstone definitely were sharper and they had, they had that match sharpness off the back of all their, their championship games in recent weeks while, while Donnie's didn't. You're right, Newstone had David Buckley as well. He was on fire on Saturday night. He scored nine points in total. Six were from play. He kicked seven points alone in, in the second half. Newstone scored eight points in the second half. He scored seven of them. Like he was just wherever he kicked from on Saturday night, it was going over the bar. And David Buckley, is he he's a football talent and actually when you, when you um, when you stand beside him he's a big strong tall young fella as well like he's a he's he's a he's a big unit he's a hard fella to get off the ball if, if he wins the ball he's a hard man to, to to knock off the ball and he can score as well we saw it a couple of years ago he got ten points for Cork twenties when they won the Munster under twenty football final back in twenty twenty one so he's a man used to putting up big scores in big games but I think last Saturday night is a bit different because he did it for his local club in a county final that meant a lot and against a local rival in, in, in Donnie. So this is one that David Buckley will, um he'll be, uh, he can dine out for on a, uh, on years and years to come. But I think another reason why Newstown won this as well, their game plan, because going into this game, Donnie's full forward line, you'd find her late Mark Buckley and Keith White. She really, really good footballers. They tormented into them, not to agree in the, in the semi-final, I think was few Fionn Hurley got eight points that day alone. But Fionn Hurley didn't score at all the last day. Mark Buckley didn't score. Mark was taken off. Keith White started really well. He got two quick points, and then he got another point at the end of the first half. But he finished with three points, and he got no score in the second half. So Nusestown did really well to limit um, to limit that or to, to blunt that very dangerous Donny's um, Donnie's full forward line, and that was one of their their targets going in. When these two teams met in the first round of the county championship um back in the summer, Donnie's won that game nine points to eight. So Newcaston figured, okay, if we could hold Donnie's to around that nine-point mark again, they were confident in their ability to score more than that. And that's exactly what happened. They actually kept Donnie's to eight points, which is remarkable from the from the Newstown defense. So when you talk about David Buckley getting man in the match, yeah, he deserved it 100 percent But look at the work back the field, look at the Max Sweeney, Trevor Horgan, James Kelleher, Garoda Donovan, Keen Toomey, Captain Luke Mead. That was the that, that was the the, the two defensive the full back line and the half back line for for Newcestown the last night. Like they did a, an incredible job. And once once Newcestown started winning around the middle of the field, and um, which which they did, they grabbed control there. During the second half, I'll be honest. didn't the I'm not saying we knew the result from um from a long way out. But you just knew Noosestown were were, were were in control. You knew that Donny's needed a goal out of somewhere, but they never looked like getting it because their attack was just being smothered by, by Town. And I think we saw the experience of the Town team in the second half. They had the class and guile of the likes of David Buckley up front, but they had the smarts to know how to how to win the game and how to close it out. And they had so many experienced players in their ranks as well. So they were really worthy winners by the end.
2: Absolutely. And you mentioned the the game plan there. Um just a word as well on on Tim Buckley. He'll be stepping away after this year. Um it's a great quote from him in this week's uh Southern Star. He says he's two years now in charge of this team. I brought them down and I've, and I've helped them I've helped bring them back up again. So I've made no progress, but at least we have a cup to celebrate with it at the end of it all. Um which is I guess a, a funny way maybe of looking at a, at it after you've won. But that's that's probably why he's a manager and I'm not. But um how much will will this victory and the fact that they will have a new man in charge next year, um, how much will that will that affect them going into next year, or are will they even be thinking about that now?
0: I'd say right now it's about filling that cup as many times as they can this week, did just to, <laughs> just to prolong the the, the celebrations. So um, yeah, like you said, there, Tim Buckley, he's a... Uh, He's decided to step away after two seasons in charge, and he's gone out in a high. Like he's after leading Newstone to a county senior A football title. So what a way to bow out! And and his son David Din being man of the match. Like what a, what an occasion it was for the for the Buckley family on on Saturday night. So yeah, Newstone will have to find a new manager, but what an what an exciting role that's going to be for whoever takes that because they're going to inherit a really talented group of footballers and we've spoken before about that newtown spirit, the, the, fight in, the fight in that Newcestown club where they just never lie down. We've also said about how there's, some, how there's some, how there's a lot of really good footballers and hurlers there too and up in the Premier Senior ranks next year, no one's going to fancy playing against Newtown because you know you're in for a game so it's going to be a quite appealing job for, for whoever gets it so I'm not sure when the search will start to probably when the celebrations die down, which could be a, a couple of weeks yet.
2: Yeah, a man who might have a, a word in that search is the captain, Luke Mead. We're going to hear from him now, but Kieran, before we do, um, we've kind of mentioned maybe once or twice before in the podcast the kind of the quirk that the intercounty hurler, Luke Mead, is the the captain of the the footballers and not the hurlers. Um, but he was the man who who got his hands on the trophy at the weekend. And for Newcestown, even though he is like he's obviously a huge figure in the club and um, like we've spoken to him on the podcast before and he's he's a huge figure not only in the club but in the, the community as well and the fact that he is playing inter-county hurling probably helps them on the football field as well even though it is a different code.
0: Yeah Luke is a, he's a fantastic ambassador for for Newcestown, and he <laughs> even stretch out further. He's a fantastic ambassador for, for Carberry. He's our only senior inter-county hurler, hurler for Cork. And he's he's been at that for a good few years now when he's flying the that West Cork flag on, on the highest stage when it comes to hurling. So to see him juggle hurling the football at club level, it, it, it's no surprise when you consider how many dual players Newcestown have. But it's just what an honour for him. What an honour for, for Luke to lift the, the Kevin McTiernan Cup on Saturday night. And you could see how much it meant to him like I was saying earlier, we talk about it being the, the David Buckley final, but Luke Mead is the man who captained Newcestown to the County Senior A football title in 2023, and that will forever be attached to him. You know, you, you could never take that away from him. And I just think that's a great honour for, for such a, a club stalwart like Luke Mead, who's given so much to Newcestown over the years, and he's still a young man. So he's he's so much to give to them as as well going forward. But there was actually a lovely moment after the, the, the final whistle on Saturday night, Dylan, I was outside the dressing room. You could hear the Newstone celebrations inside. And um, a man from Newstone came up to me, and he said that there was a founding member of the club. He was he was just down. He was kind of waiting. Um, if you take a parky queef, there's a gap between the city end and the south end. Um, and he he was he was waiting there with some family members. So Luke Mead and James Kelleher walked down to to meet him. They brought the cup, and that man is Dan Cahillan. Um, And he was on that first committee when Newstown was formed back in 1958, I think, 65 years ago. And Dan is one of the few surviving members of the original um, committee for Newstown GA. So to see Luke Mead and James Kelleher meet Dan Cahillan and for for Dan to hold the cup, to see the smile it brought to his face, um, considering the role that he played to get this club off the ground 65 years ago, I thought it it was a really, really nice moment. And... What we had there with Newstown past and present coming together and all celebrating a huge success for the club so I just thought it was a, a really lovely lovely and, and touching moment and one of the many highlights I think for, for, um, for Luke Mead over, the, over a very memorable weekend. Luke we were chatting on the pitch after the game on Saturday night and it's, it's almost one of the hardest parts of of a sports journalist trying to ask questions to a player into the minutes after a game like that, because you're still trying to process process it yourself. And I remember asking you um what like has it sunk in? And obviously it hadn't, um, because it had just happened. So we're now a few days on from it. Have you had a chance over the last couple of days to to let the magnitude of last Saturday night sink in?
1: Um kind of I suppose. Look, it still probably hasn't sunken in really, um, the kind of achievements that we've had, but um just the game itself really just I suppose we're just Delighted like that, we were able to get over the line. After it was a long year for us. Um, you know, we set out to start the year hopefully to to win either. Then we didn't really focus on hurling football. But um, yeah, we were just just delighted. Really, we got over the line. Really, that's kind of overriding emotion. Really, um, yeah.
0: When you think back twelve months ago, Newstone relegated from Premier Senior. When you were setting out so this season, what was the target? Was it one game at a time? Was it lads, uh, we need to get back up there as fast as as, as we can, considering how competitive the senior is.
1: Um <clears throat> to be honest, like it was one game at a time really, because in the hurling we were playing Blarney in the first game. Um, you know, and obviously Sherlock we've met them plenty of times after it's like, but we knew even beforehand what a good team they were like. Um and if we lost the first game in the hurling, we would have been under pressure um for the next games because Ballyhea, Ballyhea are a good team, like they got the semi-final last year, Courses got to the final. Um, so we knew just if we didn't win the first game, we'd be under severe pressure. In the hurling um and then same the football and we, we lost to Donnie's the first day in the football like and it did put us under a bit of pressure then. Um like we kind of scraped past Island Rovers then in the second game in the football, uh which like wasn't ideal really for us. But um that was that was kind of the focus all year just to get over game by game because you know I don't think like obviously we didn't we didn't hammer anyone or we didn't beat anyone too well or anything like that. Um you know because the, the grade is so even and the competition is so good like that we couldn't be getting carried away and saying well, look, we'll be fine for that game or anything like that. We were just going game on game because, you know, um, like <clears throat> permutations and things like that. Like it might have come down to the wire in any game, any day. So um you kinda of have to be out of it every day, really, like yeah.
0: And obviously you took it game by game and as, as the season kind of wound up to the crescendo, you were going further and further at both competitions that obviously won the hurling two two weeks ago. So after the hurling, how how easy was it to almost refocus the mind and concentrate totally on the football considering that hurling had been a dominant code for you for the few weeks previous
1: um yeah it wasn't too bad and i suppose that was kind of the kind of a, a kind of a lucky thing during the whole year and um, we couldn't really dwell on on any win too much because you just always had to get back into championship mode again and get back to the back to work again for training the next day like even after the market game in, in the football, like, you couldn't sit back and be watching that for a couple of days because you know you only had the week or two, or whatever, before the hurling final again. And same with the football then after the hurling, we had a couple of days or whatever. Um, and look, we we had to focus straight away because like we we hadn't we hadn't played football in a few weeks, like we hadn't trained really. Um, so we had to figure out the plan and we had to figure out what we were gonna do and things like that. So we had to focus straight away. So it was it was a help really in a way, like yeah.
0: Was there much talk about the potential double in the two weeks before the game? You had the hurling, hurling title one, that medal was in, in the back pocket. He knew you were on for a, a very unique and remarkable county senior A double. Like, as, as a group, did you address the fact that you were one one win away from a double?
1: Uh, to be honest, not really no. Um, like, even before the hurling, we didn't even call it county final, really, we were just calling it a Blarney game because, like, that's who we were going to have to beat to win. Um, similar then with the football really luxury we obviously knew about the double and that how good it would be if we won the two of them like but like it was Donnie's we were playing really like you know that's the game of football we were about to play <clears throat> so we just had to focus on Donnie's uh, and focus on ourselves really then to try and get over the line but look, obviously maybe between ourselves and stuff we'd be on about the both, uh, double and that you know how good it'd be and stuff but not really talked about really
0: no. 14 minutes into last Saturday night, so Darnley's were leading five points to one. And they were moving quite well. what's oh, it's going through your head? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, they went up five on then. Um, yeah, going through my head. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't panic, panic too much really. Um, like there was a there was a bit of colourful language right around the place when they went five one up. Um, Only, but to be honest, we didn't actually panic too much. Um, we just had to win the next kick out. We were kind of. Couldn't get out there for a few minutes at the start. Uh they kind of had us pinned in. Um but uh, we didn't really panic too much. Um, like I suppose at the end of the day, it had been a long time since we actually played a game of football. Um, so we were bound to be somewhere rusty. But I knew look, I knew the players that we had in the team like that. You know, that's what not what it was going to be like for the rest of the game. We just kind of had to get our hands on the ball and maybe get up the field once or twice or get a score or something just to kill the momentum. Uh, and thankfully we got a couple of vital scores in the first half. Um, which kept us in touch, like because there was a bit of a strong wind, um, in the first half, and then, like if we didn't get those points, we we would have been in trouble. But thankfully, the boys um keep a, uh, a couple of important scores, um, in the first half to keep us in touch.
0: This is your chance now to give your brother Jack a good few compliments. He, he got he got two of those points. So how important were Jack's scores in in those couple of minutes?
1: Yeah, they were important. Like um, a couple of good scores in bucks, I think got a couple as well. Um sure about anything else but every score we got really in the first half was 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 important because as I said that wind was strong you probably maybe couldn't see it on the camera maybe or even maybe if you're watching a match you mm-hmm. mightn't have known how strong it was that <clears throat> anytime we had a kick out like um it was a strong wind to get to get past like our kind of press and stuff um so any scores that kept it down the other end of the pitch for any few minutes were um were really important for us just to try and kill the momentum and stop them from doing any damage on the other side. Um so we were delighted really to go in at half time point down. Um yeah, so it was it was it was important. Like yeah.
0: I was said at the break. So like you said, you're a, one point down, not after playing as well as you could have after after surviving that Dawny storm in the in the first quarter and knowing that you'd have the wind in the in the second half. So what was said in the dressing room?
1: Um look we just said that um, I think a lot of our scores in the first half had come from our own kind of turnovers like kicking the ball away or bad passes or just running into trouble and things like that so we just had to move the ball a bit better um, hold on to the ball and just take our chances then when they came Um, we were just giving them too much ball and they were a very good counter-attacking team right? so um, we just had to stop that uh, and <clears throat> in fairness every fellow did that in second half we didn't have many turnovers at all really in second half and um, we defended well then as well, on the other side, so we were, could kind of counter attack as well at times. Um, so it kind of just fell into place for us then in the second half, but um, just use of the ball really and just keeping ahead really was the main thing.
0: We you know David Buckley with his nine points got man of the match, but a word too for the Newcastle defense. So much was made in the build up, and rightly so up that down his full forward line. Um, Keith White, Fionn Hurley, Mark Buckley, have done so well against against knock degree. I think Fionn kicked the eight points that day alone. He kept him to three points in total, and Fionn Hurley and Mark Brookley didn't score at all. And Mark Brookley actually was was taken off in the in the second half. W- w- was that a real target for for to really stifle and suffocate that full forward line and not give those lads the room to maneuver? Because if they got space, they would they they they, they, they have the potential to wreak havoc.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, like obviously, we've seen them all year. We played them in the first game. We've seen them then in the semi final as well, um, and a couple of other group games as well. Like they were doing serious damage all year, um, and it was a big thing that we were speaking about before the game. Like Fionn Hurley, like, is an unbelievable player, um, and God, he did wreck all together in semi final. So like, the, the lads that had man marking jobs, like, did s- super jobs, um, and in fairness, we be said before the game, like, that it's just not going to be down to the one Phil American and whoever that is. Like, it's it's the other fellas as well. We'll have to kind of cut out the space, as you said. Um because if you give them space, like time and space in the ball, like they, they'll they destroy you. But um as a unit, I suppose we defended very well, didn't leave any one-on-ones or anything like that really. Um maybe after the first 15 minutes, we kind of tightened up a small bit. Um we didn't leave any one-on-ones, always oh, helping each other out, um, kind of second man in and things like that. Um <clears throat> and eventually kind of we started to get a few turnovers then and break out the field then ourselves. So um, yeah, and fairness to all the lads, like the fellas that had the, the particular jobs and then everyone else as well. You know, really, defended well as a unit.
0: We feel as well, Luke, that your match fitness towards in in that second half. Donny's had only played in one game in nine in nine weeks the semi final, um. Whereas you're after, I think six or, six championship games after your last group football game. So you you were battle hard and you were match fit. And do you think that made a made a difference in in the set in the second half?
1: Definitely, yeah. Um, even in the hurling, like first halves, we were we were always kind of poor enough in the first half, really. Even go back to the Harlington, you carry tool, Killa. I'd say we were losing both those games at halftime, and we knew in second half the that we'd we'd have the legs or we'd have whatever just to keep going till the last few minutes. Same again, Donny's game. We knew like we were probably going to play better in the second half. We hadn't really played at all, um, <clears throat> and we had that match fitness and sharpness just to keep going till the very end, um, and like the game was very tight. Still up to ten minutes to go, like five minutes to go. There was a point maybe we we probably just got ahead, maybe with 10 minutes to go. Um and in fairness, the lads just kind of kicked on then for the last few minutes, maybe put us um a couple of more ahead. But um it was still it was still tight all the way through, but we just kind of kicked on at the end, which you know it does pay a testament to what we have done throughout the year. Um the fitness um and the match practice that we had really kind of helped us out in the end, yeah.
0: What's it like to play in a team, Luke, that has that that winning mentality and and that self belief that, that that you're going to get the job done because we've seen it in the last couple of weeks. Whatever challenge was put in front of you, be it football or hurling, you found the answers and and you passed the test. So, what is it? What's it like just to just to be in in a group like that to have confidence in the fellow beside you because he knows what he's doing, but to have confidence that whatever is put in front of you, whatever hurdle you're go, you're you're going to jump over it.
1: Ah, uh, it's it's unreal to be honest. I suppose it kind of just gives you a bit of calmness, really. Like you're not panicking um if you go down by a few points or if if they get a goal let's say maybe or something like that like you're not going to panic um and like it's not always like that like we've had years when you know that hasn't been the case and that when we go a goal down we say god we're in trouble here now or maybe when we go a few points down that oh, look we find it hard to get back from this but this year in fairness everyone you know had the work done everyone was playing well um and as I said, like, there was, it's just no panic, really. Like, it's just keep playing ball by ball and you can kind of focus, focus on your own game and focus on just keep doing the basics, right? And things will happen. Like, it's just, yeah, a sense of calmness really is what, it, is what it results in like
0: Your coach, Kevin Mackey, put up a tweet on Saturday night. He said, "Um, for the team and club, 1% strategy, 99% culture. And that kind of stood out to me. It's almost... We all know about the culture in in, in, in Town, like you're your 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 fame for it. But is that just an important part of your identity, kind of that that culture? It's almost that tradition passed down that we all know no one's ever going to get an easy game off Lucy Town. You're never going to lie down, you're always going to go to the inn, But there's just a there's a great culture in that
1: culture. Um, there is like, yeah, and it, I suppose it, it kind of gets spoken about when we need it to really like that. We just you know that we're never easily beaten, as you'd say. Um Look, it's kind of something we kind of pride ourselves on really I suppose that we keep going to the end like um like I suppose no matter who you we're playing like it's normally a tight game whether we should be whether we're the favorites or whether we're the underdogs it's kind of nearly always a pretty tight game um whatever way that turns out but yeah whoever we're playing really we just kind of keep going to the end we kind of and everyone knows like that no one's going to give up and um it's the way it should be really but yeah it's it's um it's testament to the players, really, like that. You know, we have that trust with each other, like that. We're we're all going to keep going till the end, like.
0: does does this achievement rank for you to, to captain your club to county to senior <clears throat> title?
1: Uh, it's top to pile, really. I suppose, um, like captain your club. Obviously, is a great honour, Like, but to get, to get all the way then, in, like, and to be able to lift the cup at the end, um, and just to do it in this special year as well, like, um. Between the hurling and the football like was extra nice really yeah so it is okay you got the lucky job really just lifting the cup like but um fairness like the lads did, did all the work like and um <clears throat> we kind of all rode in together like but just uh, a proud moment really yeah to be to be captain of of the, the winning team really like yeah
0: you can partner that yourselves and i have all have shown that it is possible for dual clubs to go well in both codes in the same year like you both having incredible doubles but is there and that's it, a template for for other dual clubs to to to, to, to copy. But it, it can be done because you've both shown it can be done.
1: Yeah, it can be done. Like yeah, it's just, obviously it's not easy. Like you know, you know, I suppose ourselves in a like, in fairness, did it this year? Like but it doesn't happen every year. It doesn't happen most years. Um, so it's not easy. But look, like it's just we've a we've a good set of players like that are fierce committed and have a great spirit and driving them like um keep training to keep working hard to keep putting in the hard work every day we wrote, um And that's what it simply is really, like good players working hard um, and committed to the cause, whether it's hard enough football, like and not coming up with excuses. Maybe there was other years that we we were complaining about injuries and things like that, but like we had injuries this year as well and we kind of got over them. Um, but yeah, we just had a fierce, whatever, it all came together really this year that we had a fierce, um, good set of players and committed a bunch and just kind of, it all worked out really. And I'm sure I have all the same. They're probably saying the same thing because I know they're they've nearly all two pairs as well. Um, <clears throat> so it's probably the same for them, yeah.
0: I word too for Tim Buckley. He told us after the game that he's he's stepping down, he wants to go out in a high. He said he took you down last year, but he's after bringing you back up now. So he's uh he thinks it, it, it's the right time to call it a day. But to, to just just a quick word on, on Tim Buckley and, and his role in this success.
1: Yeah, of course, like Tim affairs Clubman, like um and did a great job because I suppose like <clears throat> A lot of teams, I suppose, when they go down, you know, can at times it can be kind of a slippery slope, like, and you know, if you don't maybe get straight back up or something like that, you might be stuck down there for a while, like. So in fairness, like it's a great testament to Tim team like that. He's able to get the team straight back up, um, and as I said, like it's it's no, no easy achievement really for that to happen, especially the way that we came down. I I don't think there's too many teams that come straight back up, um. So it's a testament to team really to. To, to get us straight back up to, to see uh, to premier senior really yeah.
0: What's your plan for the for the next couple of the weeks? Are you are you back into county training soon or will you finally get the that break you deserve after a, a long season?
1: Um yeah I get a few weeks off anyway for sure. Um the lads are very good like um like I suppose these days there's so much kind of stats and analysis and technology and in fairness like they're always kind of managing your load even throughout to season with Cork. like they're always you have the GPS and uh, everything like that out. You know, they're always managing your load, so they're not gonna they're not gonna uh, flog you or anything like that. So yeah, I'm trying sure to get a couple weeks off or whatever, um, and we're we'll try and be straight back into it then, um just to just to get back to the lads Then yeah,
0: no doubt it'll be a good Christmas in Newcastle Town. The celebrations will be continued. But uh, thanks so much, Luke, for for your time. Congrats again, and an incredible season for yourself and the club.
1: Thanks very much, Karen. Thank you.
0: Thanks. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years.
2: And welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And Kieran, we have six pages of uh, Senior A football final coverage for Town fans in this week's Southern Stars. But what else can people look forward to this Thursday?
0: So it's it's a no-brainer for Town fans and players and supporters or anyone with any connection to the parish to pick up Thursday's Southern Star because we have the best coverage of the of their Senior A Football Championship success. We also have great coverage over Donovan Ross's Munster Junior football final win as, as well as Haven beating Cratlow and also a word for Kilnamatra because they won a Munster as well. They beat Kilmahill of Clare and they march on to the... Munster semi-final, Munster Intermediate Club semi-final. So they are, are they are awaiting the winners of the Kerry Intermediate Final that's on this weekend. It's David Clifford's Fossa against Milltown, Castle, Maine. And if it is Fossa that win, it'll be an interesting game for Kilimanjaro boss John Evans, because he actually managed Fossa a couple of years ago. And John Evans was the man who gave David Clifford his senior club debut that was six years ago against a Kerry team called... Um, So we could have the John Evans Derby in the Munster semi-final, but that's all dependent on Fossa beating a a very good Midtown-Castlemaine team. As well as that, we have a full page on the recent Island Rovers book launch. Um, The club is celebrating 50 years in existence. They brought out a really, really good book. I have to say, I have to commend everyone involved in the production of this book. It's a top class production, a really good quality finish, and it's a great read as well. So, we have the with all the news on Island Rovers new book and details where you can buy it. So the perfect Christmas present for the Island Rovers fan in your life. Or if you're just a, a GA fan in West Cork, I'd um I'd I'd actually I'd I'd recommend this book as well, didn't it? It's 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 really good. They put an awful lot into it. 309
2: pages as well.
0: Oh yeah, And it's just packed with pictures and info and the rise of the club from, from junior up to senior. And there's a chapter on, on the ladies section and kind of flicking through the book. Like you've Paul O'Donovan, when he was a young kid, he was at Island Rovers. There's a, there's a picture of, of him in there. You have Gavin Coombs and Liam Coombs at a cool camp there years and years ago. But it's just, it's a really good book. So I I, I would certainly recommend it for, for any GFNs fans in West Cork. As, as well as that, we have the Munster Junior League Division 1 rugby roundup, um, Skib won again, Clan left it late to win, but Pendon are still um, waiting on their Open league win of the year. Of course, we have the West Corks uh, League Soccer and School Boys Schoolgirl Soccer. Also, Sean Holland has done a, a really good Q&A with Gavin Sheehan, the domenway jockey. He wrote a 700 career winner there the weekend before last. Um, so, Sean caught up with him. For the Q&As, that matter. There's some great questions in there and some great answers as well. So that's well worth checking out. So there's something for everyone in Thursday Southern Star as usual.
2: Absolutely. And all that will be available in shops across West Cork from Thursday morning. And as always, if you're further afield or can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. So just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie Enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week, along with full access to all the premium articles on our website as well. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. And thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.